0: Beating cancer daily together. Has anyone ever said to you, I don't know how you're going through cancer treatment? You are just so brave. I couldn't go through cancer treatment. <laughs> well, when people say that to me, in my head, I hear, Oh, yes, you can go through cancer treatment. Oh, yes, you would go through cancer treatment. It's just so funny how people put us on this pedestal about being so brave when, if they got told that news, 99% of the people would find the bravery to go through cancer treatment. But it actually got me thinking about my level of bravery and also my level of fearfulness. And it has been pretty constant for most of my life that I have not been a fearful person. I actually am probably the opposite of fearful. I am probably too far in being fearless, actually. So I wanted to study that for a minute and look up what causes fearlessness. And there are lots of studies that talk about what's going on in the brain for people who have so much less fear than people who walk with more fear and anxiety. And there was just one study that really caught my eye that came out at the end of 2022, the beginning of 2023. And there were a ton of headlines. And the headlines basically all said, fearlessness can be learned. I think that's fascinating because I have a lot of friends and people I help who walk with a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. And I have always thought that I could help teach people how to be more fearless. Now, sometimes my fearlessness is not good because (laughs) it can be a little bit dangerous maybe. So I wanted to learn a little more about this. And the study that I found said that they can actually show that serotonin plays a key role in both the onset and in the unlearning of fear and anxiety. And this kind of research really lets us believe that there are going to be certain drugs that are created to really help people have less fear and less anxiety. And that's basically what this study was talking about. Now, a lot of people who go through cancer treatment have post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. And so I I wanted to understand why I had so little post-traumatic stress and why I have this fearlessness. And I started to think back on a couple incidences, especially when I had cancer. I was with my daughter at the beach. I was probably 98 pounds wet, bald, and I took her out in the ocean. And unfortunately, we did not see that there were red flags and that you shouldn't be out, that there was a big undertow pulling people out. So I had her in my arms and all of a sudden the current just pulled us more and more out to sea. And I realized I am not very strong because I am 98 pounds. I am on massive chemotherapy. I had a child who was six and was in above average height and an average weight. So I had to figure out as the current was pulling us out how to get us back to shore. And I remained incredibly calm. I asked her to grab onto me as tightly as she could and not to release. No matter what, do not release. And I told her that when I see three, go under and hold your breath and then I'll bring us back up because we were really getting doused with major waves. So we kept doing this exercise a little bit. And I told her that when I said, go, we were going to play this game where we were going to surf into shore and she was going to be the surfboard and I was going to be the rider (laughs) because I had to have her under me because I had to try to hold on to her. Anyway, we did this and I waited for a huge wave and then boom, we went towards the shore. I got us into shore. We got thrown onto the sand and then lifeguards and friends of ours and people started rushing towards us. I did not see that they were trying to wave us in and that there was mass panic on the shore. I just kept my cool, talked to my daughter, kept her calm, made it like a game and got us to shore. Why wasn't I afraid? Why was I able to just hold on to her, keep her calm, keep myself calm and get in? I think it is part of my brain that has something to do with this study on serotonin. I did remain calm during all that cancer treatment. And when they told me that I wasn't gonna survive, I still remained calm. I've always just had this internal sense of calm and bravery in the line of fire, so to speak. So I have really thought long and hard, how can I teach this? So maybe it is just some chemical makeup in my brain, but how can I teach other people? And what I realized is, My sense of humor has so much to do with my bravery because if I'm feeling anxiety rising within me, and it's more of a discomfort level than anxiousness, it's like something goes off in me that says, you're not comfortable. And when that triggers, usually my brain thinks of something funny about the situation. My comic perspective jumps in. The second thing I do is really acknowledge that I'm feeling uncomfortable. So I'll even self-talk about it. I'll say in my own head, hey, you're feeling uncomfortable. And I'll talk to it. What's going on here? So the first thing I do is relabel it right. The second thing I do is reattribute it. So I'll say, hmm, that person following me is making me feel uncomfortable, or that news just made me feel uncomfortable. Then I'll refocus it. I'll do a breathing exercise. I'll watch comedy. I'll stand up and shake it off. I'll call a friend, something to refocus my attention, and then the last thing I'll do is revalue. And that revaluing is thinking about what I could do to not feel uncomfortable about what just happened. Is there a solution? Is there some action I have to take? Do I need to think about it more? Now, these are called the four R's. Relabel, reattribute, refocus, revalue. I did not create these. I stumbled upon this and thought, oh, that's exactly what I do. I know that it was written about by Molly Shea. She's a New York writer. She writes for the Post and for Yahoo!, And she got it from Elizabeth Earnshaw, who is a therapist, and she stumbled upon it with her. I don't know who is originally credited with creating the four R's, but you know that I love the alphabet sayings, like I've done other episodes on the P's, on the C's, I've done other episodes. But the four R's are what I do. And I just didn't know that's how they were labeled but let's restate it. Relabel, reattribute, refocus, revalue. And again, it may be something with the serotonin in my brain. I didn't do a deep enough dive into the research to really understand the profound brain workings of fearlessness. I do believe that All the things I do in a day that I teach through this Beating Cancer Daily podcast really helps me have this attitude and this position within my own mind, body, and spirit of fearlessness. And so I really use it to help as many people as possible. So yes, I am the person that picks up the bug when it enters the room and everybody starts screaming. And Again, you always have to have good judgment. Don't put yourself in crazy, dangerous situations because of this podcast episode. But it would be interesting for you to start doing some of the exercises that we're teaching around comedic thought, around breathing, around visualization. If you are having difficulty getting through some of the post traumatic stress, of your cancer treatment, and if you are experiencing fear and anxiety around it. You know I love professionals, and I have been to therapy. I love getting the therapist's view on things that are happening, either within my life or within my family's. So don't be shy to reach out. There are therapy services that are free. There is telehealth, there's also social workers, probably within the hospital, and there are a ton of support groups through cancer organizations that meet quite regularly and or virtually online. So maybe sign up for one and start unpacking, you know, I don't like that phrase, but start unpacking what might be making you fearful or what might be making you anxious. I'm going to tell you a few of my fear jokes, so don't stop listening yet. (laughs) Here are three of my favorites. And they can be corny, remember that. But let's have a moment of laughter. I was diagnosed with a fear of giants. Do you know what they call it? (laughs) Beefy phobia. <laughs> it's so silly, but it's so cute. Beefy phobia. <laughs> okay, here's another one. I have a fear of overly complicated buildings. I have a complex, complex, complex. <laughs> All right. One more. I have a fear of lips, but I'm taking steps to avoid it. (laughs) Today, I gave you three different takes on fear and anxiety. I hope by hearing three different takes on fear and anxiety, you can start to look at your own fear and anxiety from a different perspective. Could you write a joke about your fear and anxiety? It would be interesting if you can sit down, write out what your fear is that's bothering you, and then look at the situation and see if you can find the humor in it. If you need help, let me know. Go to the Comedy Cures Foundation and click record or write us. And let me know if you wrote a joke about your fear and anxiety. Have a blessed day, a fearless day, and I'll see you tomorrow. I hope you guys know this but. Beating Cancer Daily is a listener and donor supported podcast and community. So if you have some extra change, I'd love you to go to comedycures.org and make a donation today of whatever level is comfortable for you. And it will be tax deductible to the extent allowed by law because Comedy Cures is a nonprofit 501c3 organization founded from my chemo chair, April 1999, and we've been going strong ever since. So please consider making a donation today and help our community and this podcast thrive. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Feeding Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.